Thank you, Charlene Choir. We love that song. This morning, if you want to read along with me or follow along, I'll be in Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 16 through 20. And also be in Revelation, the first chapter, the seventh verse. Matthew 28, 16 through 20, and Revelation 1, 7. And then Matthew writes, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And then in Revelation, John writes, Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we do love you this morning. And Lord, we just ask that you pour out your spirit upon this service, that our ears, our hearts, and our minds are open to what you have to say this morning. And all these things we ask in your name. Amen. All right, let me start by saying that no one wants to hear about a dream. Me telling you that I was running in flip-flops through a puddle of vanilla pudding, why would you want to hear that? I mean, number one, I don't wear flip-flops, and you still don't want to hear about my dream. But there are two story starters that when we hear this, we immediately want to roll our eyes at it, okay? Anytime you hear someone start a sentence, now, I don't want to sound... They're getting ready to sound exactly like that. I'll just go ahead and promise you. And of course, number two is, let me tell you about this dream I had. All right, I say all that so that I can tell you about a dream I had. Now, I don't want to sound, or I'm just kidding, I won't do that. But I did have this dream. I was at Dario's, and someone yelled about something that was going on outside. Don't ask me why I was at Dario's. I normally go through the drive-thru. But I was actually inside Dario's. And somebody was started screaming about what was going outside. And then everybody ran outside to see what was happening in the sky. So everyone, everyone runs outside. And the sky is opening up. And coming out of the clouds was Jesus. And millions upon millions of people on horseback behind him. Now, this was obviously the second coming, and I realize that I've skipped the rapture, but in my dream, Jesus is coming through the clouds with all these saints on horseback. I couldn't take my eyes off them. I was so excited to see Jesus coming out of the clouds, but I also had other emotions. I was initially frightened or anxious. And it was basically like I've told you before, you're looking up and you're going, is he coming for me? 
It's that anxious feeling you get when you hand over your debit card to pay for something and you just pray that there's enough money on that debit card to pay for it. It's that feeling. I hope he's coming for me. But I couldn't move. I absolutely just could not move. I just stared at what was coming through the clouds. And then I, remember, then I remembered that my dad is in that group of saints behind him on horseback somewhere. And I'm looking for him in that group of millions. And that's when I woke up. I woke up looking for my father and all those groups of people on horseback. But what I remember the most of this dream is not the way everything looked. It's how almost everyone around me ran in fear. As soon as they got outside, saw what was coming out of the clouds, everybody just took off. There was very few of us that just stayed there with our eyes just fixed on Jesus. Here comes Jesus coming out of the clouds, and all these people around me are running in fear. Now, like I said, I was initially a little afraid. I'm a sinner. I don't deserve a Savior. But yet here he comes out of the clouds, coming for me. See, here's the thing. He's already come for us. John 3.16 puts it about as plainly as it's going to be put. For God said, love the world. You see, me, you, we're the world. He gave his only son so that we can have eternal life. Now see, I have every intention of being in that group on horseback behind Jesus when he does come out of the clouds. But the only reason I tell you about a dream it's not seeing Jesus, which was incredible. It's what was going on around me. See, as a pastor, as a Christian, I have a heart for the lost, and I'm sure you do too. But seeing so many people run from Jesus, they ran from Jesus. They ran from the one who died for them. They ran from the one who healed the sick, made the lame to walk, made the blind to see, raised Lazarus from the dead. They ran from the one who took all of our transgressions and let them and himself be nailed to a cross for us. They ran from him. They ran from my Savior. They ran from your Savior. So I tell you all that to ask you this. How do we get them to run to our Savior? What is going to have to happen to get them to run to Jesus? I mean, how long do we have before it gets too bad? So bad that we can't get them to turn around and run to Jesus. If you've got a TV, you know. If you've got a computer, you really know. It's bad out there. You're being told now that you no longer have the freedom of speech. If you aren't saying what you're supposed to be saying. Now I don't want to get political. And I've told you this before. This is not a platform for that. But do you realize you can make fun of one side. But if you don't use the right terminology. Well the other side. There's a city actually in the state. In, in the state in our nation. That will fine you up to $10,000. If you don't use the right wording. $10,000. If you say the wrong thing. It's bad. See, I think only two things can happen. One, it gets so bad that the Lord has had enough. 
and he's just Noah's arcs or Sodom and Gomorrah's us. Just cleans house, basically. Or we have a national revival. But still, something will have to happen. You remember 9-11 and how we all came together. This nation came together as one after 9-11. Uh, but unfortunately, that didn't last forever. But unfor uh, unfortunately, it's going to take something like that, like a national tragedy, to get a national revival. The only other thing that can happen is for Christians to start standing up for what we believe in. You see, my mom and dad taught me right from wrong until I joined the Marine Corps. And then I had a drill instructor do it for 13 weeks. He told me what was right and what was wrong. And then I got married, and then now Shelly tells me what, I'm just kidding, Shelly doesn't. But the world can't tell me what's right and what's wrong. Obviously, we have laws, but this book tells me what is right and what is wrong. It's that simple. It's written in black and white, and if some of you have the right Bible, sometimes it's actually written in red. What is right and what is wrong. But if we don't start standing up for what that book says, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. I went to watch our club team play last Saturday, and on the way to the game, I went by church, and the sign out front read, very plainly, is Jesus coming in 2024? Now, we all know what's getting ready to happen in 2024. They're already debating. We're having conferences about it. We're going to vote for a new president in 2024. And like I said, this is not the platform to get political, so we're not going to talk about that. But I've lived in the same house now for almost 27 years, and that's a few of our presidents. I've paid more for gas. I've paid less for gas. I've paid more for it again. But there are bigger issues going on with this election, and there are bigger issues in the big scheme of things. No matter what happens or who's in the White House next year, life will go on. It may go a little better, it may go a little worse, but is Jesus coming back in 2024 is the biggest question we should ask ourselves, and especially those that don't know him, those that ran from him. Nothing matters more than that. How much you pay for gas, whether or not we build a wall, Nothing matters more than when Jesus comes, do I get the call? Are your friends, are your co-workers, is your family getting the call? See, seeing Jesus come out of those clouds is the most powerful dream I've ever had. And I, don't, I have very few, but that was very powerful, and I remember that one the next morning. But even with the anxiousness I felt, I couldn't take my eyes off of him or those behind him. But my heart, my heart went to everyone that ran, that just took off running. You see, there's a lot of things I don't understand. I don't understand, you know the big Oriental carpet store on North Main? Are people buying enough of those carpets to keep that place in business? That building is huge. I just don't understand that. All right? but I'm not supposed to. Whoever thought that selling pianos in the mall was a good idea? I don't understand that one either. Y'all remember when they sold piano stores in the mall? I've never seen anybody pushing a baby grand through a mall. 
after a person is. But there are a lot of things I don't understand, but how you see Jesus coming out of the clouds and run is beyond me. Yeah, I was scared, but I couldn't run. See, our world needs Jesus. We have to be the hands and feet of Jesus for this world. When it's wrong, we can't pretend it's okay. We're going to have to answer for our actions one day, and I'm afraid playing dumb isn't going to be a good enough answer. I saw a picture the other day, and underneath it it said, many people are praying for God to heal our land. But I think God is still waiting for people to humble themselves and repent and turn from their wicked ways. That makes nothing but sense to me. They want to heal it, but they don't want to do anything about it. We're going to have to turn and humble ourselves. But most importantly, those of us that would have stayed there and watched Jesus come out of those clouds, we've got to represent him. We've got to be the hands and feet. People have to see Jesus in us and want what we have. Let's have a time of open worship. Minds are these. Please stand as we sing our benediction.
Please receive this benediction. Heavenly Father, we love you. Lord, as we go out this week, help others to see Jesus in us. Everything we say and everything we do, that we lead them back to you. That they no longer run from you, but we can get them to run to you. All these things we ask in your name. Amen.